listening to the Sex with Dr. Jess podcast. Sex and relationship advice you can use tonight. Hello, this is Jess O'Reilly, your friendly neighborhood sexologist, and I am coming to you from an entirely different neighborhood today. I am in Mumbai, India. You may, in fact, be able to hear some of the sounds of vibrant Mumbai in the background. Even though I'm about 15 floors up, I can still hear the car horns. There are a lot of them. And right now, I actually hear the mosque call to prayer as well, which after you spend some time in regions where you hear the call to prayer, it becomes almost... um, soothing and meditative. It's quite beautiful. So I doubt you can hear that in the background, but you may hear some honks, even though I am (laughs) in a private suite here far up from the ground. Now, before we get started today, I want to thank my sponsor, adamandeve.com. You can now get 50% off almost any item plus free shipping on all items at adamandeve.com by simply using the very narcissistic promo code, well, I didn't make it up, (laughs) Jess, J-E-S-S, to save 50% plus free shipping. And they've got a selection of some of my favorite toys, lubricants, props, and even lingerie, so check them out and use discount code Jess for savings in both Canada and the States. So thank you to them. Let's let's dive right in. Today's episode is all about a very important topic. The formula for intimacy. One formula for intimacy. And I'm going to cut right to the chase. To deepen intimacy in your relationship and feel closer, more connected, and more in love, there are two simple requirements. Vulnerability plus a loving response. That's it. Nothing, let me, let me rephrase that. I don't know if I want to say nothing cultivates deeper intimacy, but deep intimacy is cultivated by admitting that you feel vulnerable and being met with loving reassurance. That's it. One of us says, I feel vulnerable, maybe not that word, but a a vulnerable emotion. And the other says, I hear you and I support you. That's it. So I'm going to use a story of a couple I recently met as an example. Let's call them Jordan and Rena. So Jordan and Rena are out for dinner, okay? They're out for dinner and Rena is, she's just a radiant woman inside and out for real. She has an energy that lights up the room <laughs> and all heads turn when they walk in. And when Rena walks past the bar on the way to the restroom, a couple of men approach her. Jordan sees this from the table and he feels threatened. Maybe he feels a little jealous. This is the way they described it. So let's look at a few ways this scenario can play out. I want to look at several ways in which this couple can respond to Jordan's feelings of insecurity and jealousy and ultimately feeling vulnerable. So in scenario number one, Jordan sees this, he gets up, he confronts the guys, and their date night is pretty much ruined because he's all riled up and Rena is embarrassed. So he feels vulnerability, but he doesn't really express it in a constructive way. 
So that's one scenario, and it doesn't really work for vulnerability expressions and loving response. You're not really, he's not really giving Rena the opportunity to respond in a loving way by creating a scene. And so this opportunity for cultivating intimacy through the expression of vulnerability and a loving response is wasted or non-existent. So let's take scenario number two. Um, and Jordan and Rena have been through something like this many, many times and, and learned from, from it. So scenario number two, Jordan waits at the table. And when Rena returns, something is different. He doesn't want to engage in conversation. He's flippant. He's dismissive, sarcastic. And so he feels vulnerable. He's not really telling her, but his behavior is telling her. And Rena asks, you know, what's wrong? And he simply replies, nothing. So he shuts down. So he feels vulnerable. And unlike scenario one, in which he kind of lashes out and becomes aggressive in response to the vulnerability, in scenario number two, he withdraws. She tries to reach out by asking what's up, but he refuses to really engage or admit to the vulnerability. So let's take it to scenario number three. So she goes to the bar. These guys start talking to her and Jordan feels threatened. He waits at the table. And when she returns, uh, some sort of a conversation unfolds. You know, he asks, who are those guys? She responds, oh, I don't know them. He says, well, what did they want? And he's angry. And she says, well, nothing really. They asked to buy a drink. I declined. It's over. Let it go. And He's still not feeling good, and he says, well, clearly you like talking to them. I saw you smiling. And she's like, well, I was smiling. I was just being polite. And then he kind of, you know, mumbles, okay, okay. And, and Rena responds, don't be jealous. I hate when you're jealous. You're, you're being insecure. And then, of course, Jordan responds with a denial. You know, I'm not jealous. They're douches. And she's like, what's your problem? And he's all like, what, my problem? You're the one who needs everyone's attention. And they go on fighting, not really talking about what's actually bothering them. They're not talking about their feelings. He's not talking about his vulnerability. And she's being accusatory. He's being defensive. And ultimately, they're, you know... They're avoiding the most important part here, which is their feelings. Okay, so we've got this vulnerable feeling that Jordan is feeling. We've got three different scenarios. Let's take it to a fourth scenario. And there were many scenarios in between one to four <laughs> in this couple's story, but let's take it to number four. Um, so Jordan waits at the table. When Rena comes back, a conversation unfolds, and Jordan says, who are those guys? And he's pretty calm. And Rena says, oh, I don't know them. They asked to buy me a drink. I declined. And she says, I just wanted to get back to hanging with you. We're lucky to have a night out away from the kids. So Jordan smiles and says, oh, you're you. Of course they want to talk to you. Everybody wants to talk to you. And then he says, you know, some permutation of it's hard when I feel like everyone is after you. I don't blame them. You're the best, but it still feels tough, you know, when other people hit on you. So he expresses his vulnerability. He's not accusing her of anything. He's not attacking the other guys. Um, and she says in response, some version of, <laughs> you have nothing to worry about. I love you. I want to be with you. And Jordan says... 
thanks. I know they hold hands, they feel a little spark in their stomachs, and they continue their conversation about their plans for the holidays or whatever they were talking about before she left the table. Now, this is a long uh, story about a couple whose journey, in fact, was much longer than this. But in the first three scenarios, Jordan, rather than acknowledging how he's feeling, rather than leaning into his vulnerability of feeling threatened, of feeling jealous, he goes on the attack in the first one. He withdraws in the second one. He makes accusations and directs blame in the third. Rena in the third also judges Jordan for feeling jealous and even complains that he's feeling this way. She accuses him of being insecure and, of course, accusing your partner of feeling what they're feeling is ultimately a really nasty, hurtful form of judgment. Uh, Jealousy and insecurity are universal emotions. We all feel them at some point in time. And when we do, we need to admit it own it, not accuse our partners of making us feel that way, just acknowledge that we do feel this way. And then we need our partner or partners to respond with love and reassurance, just as Rena does in the fourth scenario. In this scenario, Jordan tells her that he's a bit uncomfortable He doesn't blame her, and he doesn't lash out. He's still feeling just as insecure and jealous, but he admits, even if he doesn't use those exact words, and in response, she validates how he's feeling and gives him reassurance to assuage those negative and vulnerable emotions, and then they get back to enjoying one another's company. What happens in the fourth scenario a long story to get to my point, (laughs) is simple intimacy building. Jordan admits that he's vulnerable, Rena responds with love, and then they feel more connected to one another as a result. Now, I've picked kind of an oversimplified scenario, and um, certainly many of you might enjoy the fact that your partner is desirable or play with that threat of jealousy as a turn-on, but that's really a topic for another day. What I want to focus on is that vulnerability is incredibly powerful. Our culture is so focused on strength and confidence and the power that we dismiss how transformative weakness, insecurity, and fear can be. The most successful among us are insecure, the most powerful feel weak, the happiest feel sad at times, and the most fulfilled feel needy. But their success, their power, their happiness, their fulfillment does not exist in spite of insecurity, weakness, sad, and neededness. In part, their success, their power, their happiness, their fulfillment exist because They admit that they're human, and they admit that they're vulnerable. Again, it's normal to feel jealous. It's normal to feel insecure. These can be healthy feelings at times. 
normative jealousy, for example, can help you to identify what you value, what you long for, and what you fear. I know that I, uh, when I feel jealous, I really think about what it is I want, like what it is I need to work on for myself. Now, jealousy can certainly be negative, but it's what you do with this emotion that makes it healthy or unhealthy. If you lash out when you feel jealous or pout when you feel insecure, the results won't be positive. But if if you admit to these universal emotions and then share them with your partner and they respond by offering reassurance and love, like, you know, I hear you, I understand, you have nothing to worry about, you're probably going to... I don't know, live happily ever after. You know, what's important is that you admit that you're not perfect and let yourself feel feel vulnerable. Then you tell your partner how you're feeling in a constructive and respectful way without blaming them. And then your partner validates this feeling. They, they help you to overcome any shame associated with it. They give you love and reassurance in a way that resonates with you. Uh, From this scenario, I really want to highlight that responding to vulnerability with statements like, oh, you're just jealous, is really mean-spirited. It will not deepen intimacy. In fact, it will detract from it. Uh, You can't eradicate emotions, so it's really important that whatever your partner is feeling, you validate it. So for intimacy, you need to show emotional humility and express those vulnerable emotions. And your partner needs to respond with love and support. And I think I've driven home this formula, um, hopefully quite clearly. Emotional humility, expression of vulnerability, plus love and support equals intimacy, thriving in new, exciting, and more meaningful ways. However you're feeling, whether you're excited, happy, nervous, sad, angry, confident, lonely, needy, or even a little insecure, let your partner know. Uh, Talking openly about positive emotions amplifies their power. And talking openly about negative emotions allows you to erode their effect on your happiness and your relationship. And of course, the more uncomfortable you are with the conversation the more important it is to have it and the greater intimacy you can cultivate. So that was a, a ramble. I, I leave you now hopefully feeling more willing to be vulnerable and more willing to share these feelings with your partner. And of course, I hope you also appreciate the importance of honoring your partner's feelings even when they're not the most positive. Uh, honoring them and making them feel even more loved and supported when they're not at their best. You know, I'm here now in India, and I just came from Nepal, and I've been traveling around uh, to many countries this year, as you probably know. And people often ask, you know, how do they receive, like, sex and relationship information in other countries? They ask about the Middle East. They ask about East Asia, Southeast Asia. And I may have mentioned this before. I'm not sure if I've mentioned it in the podcast, but... Ultimately, when I travel to countries and regions where they're willing to admit that they don't know everything about sex and that they struggle with sex and relationships, I actually find that they're able to make more progress and grow in a more positive way because they're willing to admit that they don't know it all, that they struggle with it, that it's taboo, that they're not comfortable I find that those regions are, in fact, ahead of the game 
in comparison to places where we don't want to admit that there's something we don't know. Uh, I do see a little bit of that in Canada. Sometimes at the trade shows, I'll have my book and I'm signing my books and people will pick it up and kind of flip through the pages and say, I know this, I know that, I did that, oh, I do all of these. I, I don't have anything to learn. I'm, I'm 100%. I'm, I'm thinking, man, I wrote the book and I barely remember 50% of it. So I think, um, you know, vulnerability is important not only in intimate relationships, but in all relationships. We even know in the workplace um, with my corporate speeches where I don't talk about sex, I often talk about the this formula for creating cohesive teams and bonding with coworkers for bigger bottom lines. And ultimately, it's really about showing that we have something to learn. We're willing to take constructive criticism and be ultimately vulnerable. There is space for emotion in the workplace as well. But that is a whole other topic. Uh, As I said, I hope you feel more willing to be vulnerable now. I hope you feel more willing to share that vulnerability with someone in your life. And I hope that you're willing to meet others uh, and honor their emotions and give them the reassurance and love they need when they show that vulnerability. That is all for today. I want to say thank you again to adamandeve.com for your support. Folks, if you need a new vibrator, dildo, penis ring, lube, leather, lace gloves, butt toy, what else? I don't know, an inflatable sex wedge. That's my favorite one. It doubles as a pillow on the plane, trust me. Go to adamandeve.com and use code J-E-S-S-Jess for 50% off almost any item and free shipping on all items. I love to hear from you, so please follow on all social media at Sex with Dr. Jess and let us know if you have any questions. We're going to be answering a whole bunch coming up on upcoming podcasts. Have a lovely day and a very saucy week, folks. You're listening to the Sex with Dr. Jess podcast. Improve your sex life. Improve your life.